people who are interested, they do a lot of talking. They may even do a lot of planning, but committed people, they do. They keep taking the next best step and they are willing to fail forward. They're willing to get in the momentum, whether they know all the answers or not. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. So I know a lot of you are back and tuning in this week because you want to hear who the winner of our first Redefining Wealth Relaxation Holiday Giveaway is. So thankful to my girl, Lynn Talbert. If you didn't check out her interview, you totally should. Um, But Lynn and I spoke just last week about making your me time mandatory as a mega producer, a mom, a mentor, and a woman who's just a multi-passionate entrepreneur. She turned another hobby, another me time, pastime into a business, and she blessed us with her bath and body box that has all these goodies in it, and then Latham Thomas. You should check out her episode on Sacred Spaces. She donated a, a book. Sherry Riley, her episode was on the value of being present. She donated a book. And we have some candles here. I'm looking at them right now from Alex Greenwood from Intuition LA. All of these women got together. So grateful for them and put together this little giveaway. Not little, it's actually huge for the Redefining Wealth listeners. And guess what? I have a winner, but you won't know who it is till the end of this episode. Ha <laughs> ha. So stay tuned. I'm really excited to announce that. Thank you to all who participated. And make sure you stay connected. You keep listening every week because you never know. I might hook you up with something. This week has actually been kind of hard though, guys. I just buried my godmother, who's also my mom's cousin. So very, just my family. I was raised with her son, my godbrother, as if he were my actual brother. I'm just trying to give you some context. We were in Easter and... Christmas pictures together dressed alike. So he's literally like my brother. So this week was hard putting her to rest, but I did get to see a lot of family. And then unfortunately found out that I had an uncle who passed, my dad's younger brother, uh, passed this weekend in Belize. So I know that the holidays are such a hard time for people, especially when you're missing loved ones and I was missing my grandmother at the end of November. It was her birthday, would have been her birthday. And so I get it. So I wanted to make sure that I just acknowledged all of you who are feeling some kind of way. Like as much as we want to be excited and into the holiday spirit, this is a really difficult time of year. And I just want you to know you're not alone. And to remind you to think on all the good stuff, every good thing that you can possibly think of, try to cherish those good memories. And just again, know that you're not alone, but also try to make sure that you're not alone, you know, physically this holiday season. I know sometimes it's easier to retreat and be by yourself, but I'm kind of throwing myself into being around more friends and family just to keep my spirits up. So I don't know who needed that, but I'm very clear right now that someone needed it or I wouldn't have said it. So the other thing that we're thinking about a lot right now is the new year, right? We are looking to a new year. And I know that if you're anything like me, if you're a go-getter, driven, ambitious, you probably have started to think about what 2018 will look like. 
And I don't know about you, but I learned about making resolutions really early. I think I started making, I'm using air quotes here, New Year's resolutions, probably in like middle school, maybe grade school or middle school. And it's funny, when I first learned about making resolutions as a kid, it was easy to just kind of pull something off the top of my head, right? Like, I'm going to start doing this or stop doing that. But I typically just said it based on what people around me were saying. And not intentionally, not like I just want to be a copycat, but it was like, oh, that sounds good. I should totally stop drinking soda, (laughs) you know, which I don't drink soda at this point. But, you know, it was like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I should totally do that. And it was never really anything that mattered to me. And like most people who make random resolutions, I just never stuck with it. And there are studies that say 92% of us don't stick with our resolutions past like the first quarter. I would have been lucky if I got out of January, even still considering my resolution. I'm not going to lie. That would have been a miracle. But I can tell you that over the last several years in particular, I have really shifted my focus to not be concerned with making resolutions, especially empty resolutions that are based on what other folks say it should be. But I have really been committed, I'm going to say for the last nine, 10 years, I've shifted my focus from resolutions to just flat out getting results. Like just getting results. It's not even about the pretty fluffy process of making a resolution. For me, it's about being committed to the result. What do I really want in whichever area of my life? And... I've done some stuff for you already about finishing strong. That's definitely an episode you want to listen to. So I won't go that route, but I thought it would be really great as we were thinking about what we want for 2018 to just help us shift a little bit from writing kind of plain, vanilla, generic, ordinary goals, if you will, and really focus on outcomes, like really understand the results because... I realize that it's really easy to say what we want, but where we get thrown off is in the process, right? It's in the doing. And that's why this episode is called Commitment is Everything. Because I personally, just from my own circle of friends and family, I get tired of hearing people say they want, they wish, they hope for the same things year after year after year And then I see them the next year and we're talking about the same stuff. You know, I said in my Facebook group, the winner's circle the other day, like, and I'll link to it if anyone wants to join, but it's like, aren't you tired of having the same problems? Like, I want to have a different problem next year. (laughs) Like, I'm ready for a different challenge, a different issue. And I think because so many people talk about the same things year after year after year, we begin to make excuses for why we do that and we normalize it and we make it okay. And in order for you to really go to the next level, it can't be okay anymore. Making the same New Year's resolution year after year after year, like it can't be okay. You have to be over it. You have to be beyond talking about the same thing. You have to be irritated with yourself. You have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired of bringing up the exact same conversation. 
And so today I just want to give you kind of three quick points. I know that this is a busy season, so I won't suck up too much of your time, but I want to give you three things to consider under this whole umbrella of commitment is everything because commitment is going to make the difference between you making a resolution on January 1st and actually having the result on December 31st, if not sooner. Like commitment is what makes the difference between making a resolution on January 1st and actually obtaining that result by December 31st or sooner. And so I want to give you three things to think about. The first is commitment takes more than interest. Mm. Commitment takes more than interest. A lot of us make goals or we make resolutions based on things that we're interested in. And when you think about the definition of interest, it's the state of wanting to know or learn about something or someone. Wanting to know or learn about something or someone. See, interest is what we do when we're just talking about it. Like having interest is talking about it. It's maybe researching. Having interest is saying it over and over again. Having interest might even take you as far as praying about it or writing out some affirmations, but then that's the cycle that you get stuck in. Like that's as far as it goes. We think about it. We may research a little, do a little Google search. We might run it by a few people. We might pray about it, then make some affirmations about it. And then that's that's about it. That gets us from about January 1st to January 31st. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't get us the result we want on December 31st. Talking, wishing, hoping, praying, all very nice, even affirming. But that doesn't make anything happen. That's for people who are merely interested. So when you look at what your quote unquote resolution is for this year, what your goal is, are you committed to it or are you interested in it? You just want to know a little bit more about it. Because someone who's interested in being debt-free will tell all their friends and family, I'm going to be debt-free this year. Mm -hmm. They might even write it in their journal, write it in their planner. They might write out a few action steps, like I'm going to pull my credit. I'm going to read my credit report. (laughs) I'm going to highlight it, underline a few things, put a few asterisks on some stuff. People who are interested are really good at fooling themselves because being interested and seeking out more information makes you look busy. Can we keep it real? You feel like you're doing something. It feels like you're making progress. But again, if you don't have that result by the end of the year, if not sooner, because I actually make 90-day goals. So if you don't have that result by March 30th, Man, you were just interested. Were you really committed? Because someone who's committed to being debt-free takes it a step further. They start cutting things out of their budget. They start eliminating anything that's unnecessary so that they can redirect that money towards their debt. Yeah, they start taking lunch to work if that's what they have to do. They start telling some folks no. They are committed to having some difficult conversations in order to free up that money to pay down their debt. Commitment looks totally different than interest. I always hear from people who are like, 
you know, I'm writing a book, I'm writing a book, I'm writing a book. Then when I actually talk to them, it seems, oh, you're interested in writing a book. So they're telling all people that they know who have written a book, all authors, oh, I'm writing a book too. And they might jot down a few things. And But when I ask them, so how often do you write? Like, what's the time that you block every week to write? Oh, I haven't got around to that part. Okay, well, authors write. <laughs> or they record it so someone else can transcribe it. Either way. I'm committed to having a book accomplished in 2018. I'm committed. I'm not interested. Interested people do a whole bunch of talking and looking things up and, oh, I'm trying to figure it out. But you're a Google search away from most things. So it's beyond the fact that you're trying to figure it out. And here's the deal. You really have to connect to, is this something you really want to do? Is this really in alignment with what you see for yourself? Because what maybe makes you get busy in the interested part is that it's not even what you want to do. So you have to think about that. Maybe you don't want to be out of debt. Maybe you don't really want to save, or maybe you haven't given those things a big enough why to help you be or stay committed. But there is a clear difference. And unless you get committed, it's not going to happen. Commitment is everything. But don't fool yourself because you've been doing busy work. You may have been interested, but don't confuse that with being committed. Someone who's interested in losing weight, they look up books, they look at other people working out on Instagram. They may even go as far as buying a gym membership. They might even buy new workout clothes. Nothing to do with the committed person who wakes up at 5.30 in the morning to actually get to the gym. Nothing to do with the committed person who invests in a trainer if they can, and they let that trainer whip them into shape every week. Totally different than the person who misses the office lunch every day where everyone sits and eats fast food and gossips because you're committed to packing your lunch and keeping all that negativity away from you. Like those are just totally different things. And people who are interested, they do a lot of talking. They may even do a lot of planning. But committed people, they do. They do the work. They keep taking the next best step and they are willing to fail forward. They're willing to get in the momentum, whether they know all the answers or not. What interested people do is pretend that they need the answer to every single question under the sun before they can move forward. And committed people say, you know what? I'm okay with just failing forward. I'm okay with doing the best that I can do and then standing. So you really have to ask yourself first and foremost, am I interested or am I truly committed? And if I'm interested, is it because there's not a big enough why attached to it? The second point I want you to consider is that commitment is not based on how you feel. Commitment is not based on how you feel today. I talk to people all the time that tell me about what they don't feel like. No, I haven't got around to it because I didn't feel like it. You know, I've been going through a lot. You know what? As much as I have been going through a lot in my personal life, I'm committed to this podcast. I'm committed to showing up each and every Thursday and making sure that I'm giving you some nugget that will help you redefine wealth in your life. I'm committed to that. I'm not interested in it. It's not based on how I feel. Today, 
I could have told you guys, I could have put up a post somewhere and said, you know what? I've had a couple deaths in the family and it would be excusable. Many of you would send me messages and tell me, don't worry about it and all of that. I believe that and I would appreciate it. But the truth is a lot of us let ourselves off the hook too quickly and then we kind of get coddled by other people around us and we start to feel like it's okay. I have a reason. I had a good reason to walk away. I had a good reason to back off that. I had a good reason to set that down several months ago and never pick it up. We all could have good reasons. We all could have good reasons, but honestly, winners are not people who who make excuses. The people who win, the people who succeed, the people who reach their goals, the people who are jumping up and down on December 31st, they could have said they had a, a good reason 365 times in the year about why they couldn't do something that someone, they would find someone to excuse. But they know that that doesn't help. That's not good enough. Committed people know they have to stick it out. They have to go the extra mile. They have to show up when they don't feel like it. You cannot go into this next year saying that you are committed to a particular goal, wanting to do something, and then in the next breath, make an excuse for why you can't. I know you don't feel good some days. I don't either. I know you're exhausted some days. I am too. I know your kids then ticked you off. My daughter does too. I know your spouse has ticked you off. My husband does too. I know your friends are crazy. I know they're needy. I know your boss is getting on your nerves. I know this. I I know all of that. Traffic, blah, blah, blah. All those things. I get it. You were sick. You, We get it. But what does that mean? The only way that can stop you is if you are only doing something or working towards something that you're interested in. If you're committed, you can take a nap. You can, you can take a little rest, you, but you don't get to not show up. You don't get to not show up anymore. There's not an excuse unless you are okay with just being mediocre. And if that's the case, then it's cool. Then keep doing that. But you can't talk about wanting to be great and then also wanting to tell us about you didn't do something because of how you felt. You have to be great even when you don't feel like it. I can't tell you how many times I have been on the stage and right before coming out, I wanted to literally just keel over. And I'm not advocating that people kill themselves while they're at work or anything. I'm not not saying that, okay? I'm not saying that you push yourself to this point of no return. But what I'm saying is there have been times when I've been sick, Honestly, just didn't feel good at all. But I was committed to serving the audience. I was committed to doing what I was paid to come and do. I was committed to fulfilling the obligation that I had. And so I didn't get on the stage and apologize. Oh, I'm a little sick. I don't even want to get on that. That irritates me so much. If you're a speaker, never get on the stage and start with, I'm a little sick, so you guys bear with me. It's not fair to demand that the audience have sympathy for you. Like you were paid to do a job, hopefully, or you committed to doing a job. You committed to serving that audience and you need to just do it to the best of your ability and not make excuses for it. 
If you didn't practice, if you didn't go over your talking points or you weren't clear about what the expectations were and all of that, that's what happens. Don't say it's because you're sick. (laughs) People try to use being sick as an excuse. I don't feel bad for people when they stand up and say they're sick. That gets on my nerves. I'm just going to keep it real. You expect people to show up and you need to show up and be fully committed to executing whatever it is you signed up to do. I'm sorry. It just is what it is. It just is what it is because committed people go the extra mile. Remember, I've told you there's always someone watching you who has the power to bless you. I say that all the time. And what are they watching you do? And so when you show up half-assed to work, when you show up not giving your best, when you feel like, well, I don't have to do this because so-and-so didn't do that, and you act that way, and you that's literally the mediocrity that you bring to the table, you never know who's watching you. I've gotten additional opportunities from things where people didn't even realize that I was sick. I did a full day of uh, media when I was a spokesperson for Goodwill. I did a full day of media in D.C., It's called a satellite interview where I just sat there. I couldn't see anyone, but I was being patched in to all these stations, right? One after the other. The only thing I could do was hear people in my ear. And I didn't tell them when I got there that I was sick. I medicated myself to the best of my ability without being groggy and crazy and put that makeup on, did my hair, smiled, looked great, and did probably 15 back-to-back interviews, in a span of maybe four or five hours and knocked it out the park. And afterward, they were like, oh, you did so great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, wonderful. And then I tell the contact, the lead there, I'm kind of sick. I've been kind of sick all day. (laughs) She's like, what? But that same person advocated for me. You know what I mean? That same person has gone on to just tell other people about me. And I've actually built relationships from some of the people who interviewed me, who I couldn't even see. They could see me, but I couldn't see them. Built relationships. Now, what if I came half butt to this situation because I didn't quote unquote feel good? I couldn't see them, but they could see me. So there's no telling what opportunities right? Could have been lost down the line. There's no telling what introductions would not have been made if I didn't show up committed to getting a job done. And this is not even just in business, you guys. Like when I say commitment is not based on how you feel, this is in relationships. You know, too, we talk a lot about the people pillar. And even in relationships, I don't always feel like being super mom. Not going to lie. If you do, God bless you. I don't. I don't always feel like being married. I don't feel like being married every day. If you do, God bless you. My husband and I will uh, be recording our podcast for next week. We're gearing up for our 10-year anniversary. But you don't get to 10 years based on how you feel. You get to 10 years based on being committed to, I took a vow, and I'm committed to seeing this all the way through to the best of my ability. And I know there are days my husband doesn't feel like being married, and there are days I don't feel like being married. There are days I don't feel like being the money maven. There are days that I don't feel like being Patrice Washington. Everybody has a day when you want to run away from 
all responsibility. (laughs) As much as I love my work, I love my audience. I love everything that I do. I love my family to pieces. I love my mama to death. But some days I don't want to be Marie's daughter because some days Marie can wear you out. Okay. Can we keep it real? But I'm committed to being there for my mom, for my daughter, Reagan, for my husband, no matter what. I'm committed. Committed people just stick it out, you guys. Committed people get to 10 years. I want to be a committed person that gets to 25 years of marriage or even 50 years of marriage. I want to be a committed parent that gets to see my daughter grow up and be just a God-fearing, productive citizen, (laughs) right? Because of the commitment that I've made to be a good mom to her. And so some days I don't want to hear all the stories she tells me when she gets home from school. But I know how important it is for her to feel heard. And so even when I don't feel like it, I sit there and listen. Phone off, eyes looking at her. And she's smart enough to know when my eyes really start glossing over to just cut the story short. Praise the Lord. (laughs) But I'm committed to the outcome. So it can't be based on how I feel all the time. And it can't be based on how you feel. Even with your own self, when we talk about the fit pillar, I'm committed to being in the best shape of my life. I'm committed to having more stamina than I had in my 20s, if it's possible, truly. So that means even when I don't feel like taking my multivitamins, I get up and do it. It means even when I don't feel like going to the boxing trainer with my husband three times a week, I get up and do it. That means even when I don't feel like doing the workouts that I'm supposed to do in between, I still follow the routine because I'm committed to that vision of seeing myself in a better place, in a better state. People who are interested in being fit, like I said, they might sign up for the gym. They might buy new workout clothes, but they don't actually go to the gym and use the workout clothes. They don't get up when they're supposed to. They don't do the additional things that they can do to get there. Okay? And number three, commitment means completion, period. Commitment means completion. And completion is getting to the outcome of something. You want the result. You want the consequence. You want the effect. You want the outcome of whatever you set out to do. And most people's breakthrough and and completion is on the other side of their feelings. I really believe that. If we could just get over our feelings and stay the course, your breakthrough, whatever it is you say you want, is on the other side of that. Remember, you know, it's been said so often, but if it were easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would have it. Everyone would be it, whatever that it is for you. Everyone would be there. And the truth is, most people are interested in having the best body or saving money or paying off debt or having great relationships because it sounds good. It's wonderful. It looks like it would be amazing from over here, but they're not committed to changing themselves enough because here's the thing about the goals you set. Here's the thing about the resolutions you have. It has to be more than what you want. It also has to be about who you want to become in the process. 
And my prayer for you is that in the process, you become a committed person. Someone who does what they say they're going to do. Someone who actually is okay with doing more than hoping, praying, and wishing. You are okay with taking action and doing the work. You're okay with understanding that stuff happens. Life happens. It's okay to be flexible, but that doesn't mean that you take your eye off the prize. One of the things that I say often here, redefining wealth, is that I'm committed to the vision, but I'm not attached to how I get there. And in How to Walk in Expectancy, which is another really great episode, in How to Walk in Expectancy, we talked about how some people have expectations and they're very rigid, like it must be this way. And then some of us walk in expectancy and we are committed to getting there. We're hopeful that we'll get there, but it's not about it looking a certain type of way. And I just want to remind you, when we look at commitment means completion, it doesn't mean that you have to know exactly how you're going to get to that completion. You don't have to know every step. You don't have to have this clear-cut path. I think wanting that is what holds so many people back. It is literally okay to just take the next best step. But keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eyes on that mark of completion. See it in your mind's eye. What is it going to feel like? What is it going to smell like, taste like? What are you going to wear when you have that body, right? Like what types of things are you going to do? when that relationship really improves to where you want it to be, what will it be like to get your career to the point that you want, to get your business to the point that you want, to save the money you want to have, to pay off the debt, right? To get rid of it and be able to free that up to do what you really want to do. You got to see that completion in your mind and be committed to that, not attached to how you get there, just committed to that vision. And so I said I wasn't going to be long. I tried, you guys. I really did. (laughs) But commitment is everything. Commitment is absolutely everything. Without it, you can set all the goals in the world. You'll never get to them. You can make all the resolutions. You'll never have the results that you say you want. And it all starts with commitment. It all starts with understanding that commitment takes more than interest. Too many people are interested. Not enough people are committed. Commitment is not based on how you feel today. Commitment is based on making sure that you achieve whatever the desired result was, period. Taking the next best step to get there. And commitment is about completion. Seeing that thing all the way to the end, you are committed to getting to the end. You're committed to the vision, but you are not attached to how you get there. One of the things I'm really excited about is this year I'm kicking off Redefining Wealth podcast with a series of interviews. They are called Results Not Resolutions. And I'm going to take you through each one of the pillars. So if you haven't been through the pillars yet, if you're new here, Definitely make sure you hit up those pillars. They're really good. They laid out the foundation for redefining wealth. And so we have fit, people, space, faith, work, and money. Those are the pillars that we want to help you create well-being in because 
I don't know if you know this. If you've been here, you know. But if you haven't been around long, then we define wealth as well-being, the condition of well-being, which was the original definition. And so as much as I'm a personal finance expert and have been regarded as one for nearly a decade, the truth is in my work on myself, rebuilding my own life, and even in working with many people one-on-one, there are so many areas in life where if you're not fulfilled, it's still going to lead to financial mismanagement. And I think that's where a lot of us miss the mark. We want to talk about money. We want to talk about budgets. We want to talk about credit. And no one's talking about you. No one's talking about how your fitness really impacts your finances. We're not talking about how your faith plays a part. We're not talking about how your environment plays a part. Well, they're not. We are here. (laughs) And so... The first six weeks of 2018, I am bringing out the big guns. I have some top names. Oh my gosh, super amazing guests. Everyone from, uh, let's see, who can I tell you? I don't want to give too much away, but I'm talking some iconic business executives from the beauty industry to an HGTV superstar to own network veteran. Like we have some phenomenal guests. And I really asked people who are really, really proficient in that specific pillar. Like people who I know are going to help you get results in your life in those areas. So I'm telling you, we kick off January 4th, 2018 with a wonderful interview with someone who is doing their thing in the fitness space and they understand They understand the connection between the physical fitness and the mental fitness. So if you have some fitness goals, if your resolutions are around fitness, then you definitely need to subscribe and stay tuned. Download that episode coming soon. And I'm also really excited. Speaking of commitments, excited to be interviewing. We don't know how we're going to do it yet. We're still talking about it, actually. We may do interview style or we may just tag team. My husband's not really an in front of the camera on the mic type of guy. I'm trying to pull him out of the shadows, but he will be here next week. We are doing for our 10-year anniversary. He's going to help me do 10 lessons from 10 years of marriage, and we're going to keep it real. He already knows that this is no fluff. It's not, we have nothing to hide, nothing to protect, nothing to defend. We are here still standing after 10 years, and we have been through all of those marriage vows being tested. And I think it would be great, not only is our anniversary December 29th, but I also just thought it would be great to kind of go in, like have this commitment conversation so that as we get into these resolutions in the new year, that we can have some, I don't know, like a frame of reference, something to go back to where we look at how you can go through different challenges, you can go through different things, but if you stay committed, it can be so beautiful on the other side. I really do believe that too many of us give up too quickly. We give up on our relationships. We give up on our health goals. We give up on our faith. We give up on our dreams of being an entrepreneur or having a certain job title. And so we are really going to be talking about commitment and perseverance and resilience and pushing through over these first several weeks. So the last week in 2017 headed into first several weeks of 2018. So make sure you stay tuned. 
And I know some of you are like, wait, I thought this was personal finance. I should tell you, I should tell you if you're thinking, how does all this tie into wealth building? And for me, it's really simple. I believe that it's not that you don't have the financial life you want because you don't know enough. I believe you're just not committed to doing what you do know. Mm, Think about that. Many of us already know what we're supposed to do with our finances. We learned it from our grandma. You learned it from your dad. You learned it from a book you read. You learned it from a blog you read, a podcast you listened to, but you're not doing it. You're not doing it. You're not committed to doing it by any means necessary because you're still making financial choices based on your feelings. And so everything that we talk about really does connect back to finances. It all does. Trust me. All right, guys, here's what you've been waiting for. Drum roll, please. I'm going to tell you who the winner of our first giveaway ever at Redefining Wealth. Hopefully, this is something we can do often or at least once a year, I guess, inaugural. This is our inaugural giveaway. And what you are getting, you lucky winners, you, what you are actually getting is the Bath and Body Kit. It's a beautiful Bath and Body Box from Lynn Talbert, who was our special guest just last week. You're also getting Own Your Glow by Latham Thomas. You will be receiving Exponential Living by Sherry Riley, my good girlfriend. You'll be receiving some candles from Intuition LA, as well as my very own Real Money Answers for Every Woman. How to Win the Money Game with or without a man. So you are getting three books, a candle, a bath set, and Lynn even threw in some really cool movies. I have some DVDs for you from she and her husband, David Tauber. They are an awesome producing team. Um, and you're getting all of that. So, And the winner is Tamisha Binky Williams. Tamisha, thank you so much. I think you are one of the people who commented on every single episode. So you are the first winner. But because we're so nice here at Redefining Wealth, I'm actually choosing a second winner. And that is Ashley Taylor. So Tamisha Binky Williams and Ashley Taylor. Here's what you need to do. Send me a direct message on either Instagram or Facebook. I'm at Seek Wisdom PCW or Patrice Cunningham Washington on Facebook. Send me a direct message so I can see the exact same name come up that I'm seeing here in the comments. And uh, we will get your mailing address and ship your gifts out to you ASAP. Congratulations. And... If that was fun, I know a lot of you won anyway because you got to listen to some really great episodes from all of these wonderful women. Again, thank you, Latham. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you so much, Alex Greenwood of Intuition LA for participating. And I thank you for even listening to The Power of No Comparison. I loved doing this. I loved reading every single comment and really just taking in what it is you're taking away from the work that I get a chance to put out there every single week. And so I'm going to look for more and more opportunities to do these types of giveaways with you. I appreciate your support. 
I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. I can't wait to be back next week. And until then, remember that I'm here to help you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Bye.